This is a tripod broadcast. Well, let's start recording, so... We just did. Okay, cool. I think this is a key show to listen to because it's... It's it's uh, it's all about emotional masturbation. Yeah. <laughs> Journalistic integrity. It encapsulates everything that we're about. And I'm sorry. Now, <laughs> give that some thought. Yeah. With Addison... I can't be mad at you. You got a haircut. And Matt. I would recommend that you stop listening right now. <laughs> I hate that smell. I hate that artificial sweet smell that they all have. On that note, by the that way. saccharine, artificial... Just sweet for its own sake, oversaturated with flavor and and scent. Why are you the way that you are? It's it's one of the same ways. I I some of one of the same reasons. I I hate for perfumes. You know, like, I I've always like perfumes, so. I've always hated walking down like the aisle in a grocery store that has all the detergents and cleaning stuff because it's just fake perfumes. I hate, I hate, I hate that stuff. <laughs> Over the top. You're so old. I, well, I, I've, um, I mean, even when I was young, I, I, I hated that kind of stuff. Speaking of uh, offending people, I, for as long as I can remember, Matt, mm-hmm. in my life, I'm 29 years old. For as long as I can remember, mm-hmm. it has amused the bejesus out of me to offend people. Has it? It has. Well, that's, that's nice. That's it nice. Is. At le- hey, you you found where both your bliss and your talent have met up, <laughs> and that's—I mean—that's what you're looking for as far as your career. <laughs> Find out where your passion and the needs of the world—you know—well, not not you, but like your talent and your passions lie. You know. Oh, just got a message on Facebook. Oh yeah, what's that? From a friend of mine, he said, "Have you heard the new Kanye leaks?" Oh, Kanye leaks. What Kanye leak? Did he leak out of his under? Un, uh, his depends. I just said no. I haven't. What's up? We'll see what he says. Hmm. Well, it'd be interesting to see the tone, like the tonality and the the message, or sort of the the underlying uh, maybe theme of whatever his next album will be hmm. after the, the the way the life of Pablo was, and then everything that happened since then, and the meeting with Trump and stuff. From a, from a conspiratorial, uh, you know, woke perspective, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, uh, you know, because uh, I think I, th- I and I mean, you there were some things that that resonated with you on Life of Pablo, but did you ever yeah. listen to Saint Pablo that was on like the final release of it? Maybe there's some lyrics in there that are really he really goes goes gut on the uh, sort of the black community and um, uh, some interesting things that um, I don't know, man. Like I said, it was. You know, canceled the rest of that tour, and and I don't know some interesting stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, that's exciting. Uh, thank you uh, for joining us. This is Kanye <laughs> Kanye News. Uh, we you t- always turn uh, the podcast you turn to for uh, the for latest Kanye breaking news, news right. on Kanye West. That's right. As you know, we have our reporters in the field. As as Addison just said, we have uh, some random guy on Messenger, um, <laughs> yeah, on the streets, if you will. Yep. <laughs> man on the yep. streets. Uh, we also have rumors on BuzzFeed, and That's, of course, oh, we're always on. always keeping our eye on uh, your fake news. <laughs> yeah, on uh, one of our sister companies, that uh, TMZ. Failing pile of garbage, BuzzFeed. <laughs> I do, I do love when he called BuzzFeed a failing pile of garbage. Well, I mean, you know, it that is. was amazing. Um, I was. Uh, I was going back and forth with a friend of mine today, actually. Uh, the group chat was lit. 
And uh, what was it? Where was it? Uh, let me see. Oh, <laughs> you, you'll appreciate this. I'm just going to mm-hmm. read this because you and the listeners will appreciate it. Sure, sure. Uh, well, he sent that picture of Donald Duck. Have you seen that picture going around where it's like Donald, Donald, and, and if you turn Donald Duck upside down, it looks uh, exactly yeah. like Donald Trump? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and I said, he, he sent that picture, and I said, seen it days ago. Your memes are not as dank as mine. <laughs> This is what I replied with. He said, I don't really care. I'm sending them as I find funny ones. And I said, days after, you're more wait, of an wait. office warrior in the great meme war. Some are on the front lines. Hold on. <laughs> he does not care about the dankness of his memes? Exactly. So it gives you an idea of where this person's priorities <laughs> lie. That's like a soldier not taking care of his weapon. That's, I mean. Okay. We all live in the great meme war, so. I, Every I, day. Either you you're wake fighting up. it or you're not. Every day. You wake up. You check and refresh the dankness of your memes. Every night before you go to sleep, you check and refresh the dankness of your memes. That is how we win the fight, soldiers. (laughs) Check and refresh. Uh... Do not think just because we we memed a clown from one place, (laughs) a place he he should be, to a place he shouldn't. That's right. Uh, that, that a great moment that in history. War is over. Tremendous, the most fantastic memes. Yeah, the <clears> war, <throat> war will not be over until we've memed the whole <laughs> the GD government the into the ground. Okay, <laughs> that is when the meme war yeah. ends. Yeah. When I said days after, you're more of an office warrior in the great meme war. Some are on the front lines, and he said oh, again, if I cared, I enjoy my office warrior state. And then they said, some of us are trying to debate real issues. And I said, I welcome the challenge. Uh, oh, and I said, I said, I destroy all of you when we do that. Because because I do. I do. And it's, it's not delusion because they, they stop answering. They stop replying because they, they have no answers. That's a, I mean, that's a pretty good sign. Yeah. <laughs> like they don't. And they're just like, well, you're delusional. Like okay, yeah, uh, and then and then what was it? Some of us actually work during the day to do things. The rest of us just suckle at the tit of wage slave uh, masters and then wank to Reddit politics at night. And I said, Reddit is not a good place to form opinions on things. CTR, no, my not. friend, CTR. <laughs> Correct the record. That's right. That's right. Although so, now it's Sharia. I mean, uh, Share Blue is the big shill. Uh, it is company yeah yeah they're the ones who uh, after the election correct the wet record went away for a little while a couple months later um this place called share blue started hiring organizing as a as a um um like uh, kind of like share a, blue yeah kind of like a political super pack but not uh not in the same way they're not really making money for anybody but but they are a, a think tank um propaganda machine on the internet and they they like to Troll around places like Reddit, Facebook, and any anywhere else. Especially, especially, uh, 4chan. They are all over 4chan. Um, in the early days when they started shilling, uh, American Left Wing News website owned by journalist and political activist David Brock and headed by former Clinton staffer Peter Dow. Yeah, and David Brock <clears throat> is James Elephantis's former lover. The guy. Who really? Is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. David Brock is very. Uh, Embedded in the um, uh, left-wing politics of Washington. Uh, it, anyway, uh, uh, true blue media. Uh, they were uh, blue nation review. Moco social media retaining a twenty percent stake. Brock tapped journalist David Sirota to lead the company, which Brock intends to be quote an answer to Breitbart on the left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and people. Anybody would, that wants to be the something of something else, yeah. it's to me from the ground up. You're already <laughs> when Share Blue got going, they would post. In on poll on 4chan, uh-huh. and they would make uh, you know, they'd have it's an image board, so you have to post an image 
uh, with your post. Um, so he, he would post an image, and it, it shows right above the image on 4chan the, t- the, the name of the image that you took it from when you took it off your computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, because you've seen 4chan before, yeah. but it has the name of the image on, on the header. And uh, they would post a picture of Clinton or wh- whomever mm-hmm. and then make a, a usually an accusatory statement against Trump, <laughs> um, against the right, against uh, uh, especially with the Pizzagate stuff, uh, downplay it. Yeah. Um, not, not, you know, not openly combat it, but downplay it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of, uh, uh, sliding of the comments. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you, you know how forum sliding works on the internet. Right. You know, you just slightly change the subject and it completely throws everybody off the rails of what they're originally talking about. Right. And it's used, uh, all over Reddit because, because of the upvotes and downvotes. If you have a bot working for you, you make a statement to slide the forum and get your, uh, you know. A bunch of upvotes, so oh, everybody sees comment. your comment first, and slide the you know slide all the comments to one way. Anyway, but uh, they would they would post their picture, and it would still have the title share blue dot promo piece dot jpeg <laughs> promo piece two promo piece three dot jpeg. <laughs> nice. So it's obviously somebody coming directly from the left, from the Clinton camp. This yeah. is clearly an uh, organization that was that was started to do what Correct the Record did, which was go online yeah. and work to steer the conversation in a way that would point people away from from clues, Certain from things, yeah. from what was actually going on in the news. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, did I share on the podcast last week the conversation I had with my brother when he saw the woman in the burqa? Or did I just share that with you? Uh, you, I, I remember it. I remember it. Okay. Yeah, you, I, you. I just can't remember if it was on the show or not. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's, you know, the alcoholism and substance abuse has really gotten to me. Uh, yeah. Well, um, you know, <laughs> I've taught you well. <laughs> no, I need to do a mental reset. I need to, what if, if I ask off for like three days mm-hmm. sometime this summer, can we? We don't have to go camping or something. Like we could even do it here. But I wanna, I wanna, I wanna reset. Okay. And just maybe, maybe. Um, I don't know. I've been thinking what music um, to do, and uh, the new Kendrick Lamar is is supposedly really good. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. <coughs> I don't think I've ever. Well, I don't know. I don't know how to do it. But I want to plan it. And I want to do it right. Yeah. And I want to reset. I th- I don't know, man. I think I'm depressed. I don't. <laughs> So I just say it on here like you probably as, are. As, as if I just have an itch. No, I said it worked the other day to some people. I was like, "Do you? Th- is there a type of depression where you don't want to sleep? Not insomnia where you can't sleep, right? Because everyone's like, it's called insomnia. And I was like, no, no, no. It's not where you can't sleep. It's I don't want to sleep. I hate sleep so much. I hate it. I hate it, man. Why? I don't know, man. I just, I, 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 every night, I just, I put it off as long as I can. Is it bad dreams or is it? No, I, I just, I just hate laying there. You just laying there doing nothing. It's just a waste of time. Well, then, I, I mean, I don't know, man. What, Doctor Matt? Let me get on the couch. What's, what's, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I, I don't want to sleep, and and nothing moves the needle right, anymore. And I'm, tired I have my of, pad here. You do have your pad. I'm gonna ask, ask you a couple last questions. Four episodes. Okay, I'm gonna ask you a couple questions. All right. Okay. Uh, what time do you, what, what, what's the average bedtime? 
realistically then mm-hmm. not without this disorder uh I, w- I would say midnight okay what time are you going to bed now for or falling asleep 233 233 okay. yeah sometimes exactly. 330 somewhere in there yeah <coughs> oh 230 to three o'clock i thought you meant yes. 233 is in oh yeah yeah, yeah. 230 to three o'clock yeah okay all right 233 yeah <laughs> that's what sure. i knock out now okay um I mean, is your routine to just lay in bed on your phone or what? Um, No. Well, the routine now, which is what is pushing this back, is I stay downstairs and I get on my phone and I read things and I listen to things and I watch things. And I play Clash of Clans. It's nothing of any importance. Mm-hmm. And then it, and until until I literally can't hold my eyes open and then I go upstairs and lay in bed and usually go right to sleep. Yeah. If I go up to bed any earlier, I'll just lay on my phone in bed, lay in bed on my phone. Yeah. But that's that's the routine now. Yeah. I think the I think that my second dose of caffeine is much later than it needs to be. Well, uh, it's was, pushing four. Or five I was going to ask about diet, but let's skip that for a minute because okay. Uh, last question: Do you feel rested in the morning? Typically, yes. Even if you stay up, yeah. Okay. Like I mean, I, I if I get like six hours, uh, I feel okay. Yeah. Typically, typically, and then and then if I don't, what I my my habit in the morning is I do a real hot shower and turn it all the way cold. And that just that springboard springboards me into consciousness, you know, because mm-hmm. cocaine's too expensive. Sure, yeah, cold water's not that not that expensive. Plus, they pipe it right <laughs> into your home. Cheaper than hot, actually. <laughs> yeah, plus they pipe it right into your home. Uh, so, you, I mean, the the bad thing about coke it, yeah. is that you have to go out to get it. Yeah, exactly. You know? uh, there's no you know <clears throat> buy what, it. Probably talk to black people. It's yeah. it's not good. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's not like one eight hundred coke to you. You know, <laughs> although you want to talk eight- about it, you want to talk about a billion dollar startup. Four Coke, the letter or the number T, and then the letter U. That's that's seven. One eight hundred Coke Coke to you. Coke to you. Like we, could you do, we totally do that. Or one eight hundred weed to you. We could be like weed delivery. There you go. Um, uh, we may wait when when one, we get a billion dollars and we have a call in show. That's going to be the number. Yeah. We may wait. We may need to wait until like uh twenty twenty. Uh, Twenty two, twenty five, yeah, like a couple hundred years in the future, yeah. Once weed is finally legalized in Missouri, yeah, exactly. Because I'm sure it'll take at least a couple hundred years. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll, we'll wallow in poverty. We'll become Alabama, right? Because you know, we watch every other state right. make millions of dollars for a hundred years on on the backs of weed legalization. But you know, uh, I won't get on my, that soapbox. But what uh, <laughs> what I am going to do is I'm going to diagnose you right now. I, I please. Um, but first, I have to ask one more question. Okay. Um. Uh, uh, do you have bad dreams or dream at all? Very rarely. Okay. Usually it's a substance. Right. Or well, I have. Extra, right? I, I know exactly what the problem is. Cool. What is it? You're gay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, another. I'll Meredith, put it out. Sorry. I. Uh... Yeah. I'm gonna write you a prescription right now okay. for uh take uh take two peckers. <laughs> um. Rectally, yeah, it's rectally. This, this is a suppository. Okay, uh, at oh, least. it's a bummer, but okay, <laughs> it it is. Uh, at, at least uh, twice a week. Okay, two yeah. peckers twice a week. Two gotcha. peckers twice. A okay, week. and yeah. then sleep will go back to normal. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. Yep, can't wait. <clears throat> and I can just get that refilled in my local Walgreens here, CVS. You know, or uh, you know, biker bar, <laughs> uh, Craigslist. Uh, is another one. Craigslist is a great place to find your your uh, over the counter medications. No, uh, but here's the uh, thing. I, 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 in all honesty, the yeah. whole thing with the sleep. I, um, I hate it, man. <coughs> perhaps you're avoiding it. I think it's because you don't personally right now feel rested and restful in your life. Therefore, you don't want to 
engage in something like that, uh, maybe it feels insincere. Um, maybe not. I, uh, but I think that you are uh, in a state of restlessness, period, in your life, mm-hmm. um, which we all get from time to time. And I think that's probably what's keeping you from uh, – and it's not stress. People say, oh, stay up all night with stress. Okay, well, I, I think it's really not, like confuse, I said. I'm not pulling my hair out. People like confuse it's not... restlessness and discontent with <clears throat> stress, and also yeah. with depression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, but being restless and being discontent is not a bad thing. It's just you need to divert the energy to it. I think maybe um, you waking up the next day feeling perfectly content and rested, whether you got five hours of sleep or eight. Maybe that's a sign that you need to be doing something to lessen your discontent with those three hours. Yeah. You're probably right, actually. I don't know what it is, but... Yeah. But. You're, you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just... I, I hate sleeping. I yeah. I don't know. I had a great... Uh, the Really, actually, re-energized my... To focus and drive and stuff. So, last Wednesday... Wednesday's my day off... Last Wednesday, I went through every single piece of inventory, and by inventory, I mean the boxes in my dining room. Excuse me, but every every piece, everything I've got listed on eBay, mm-hmm. every single piece, and repriced it, uh, relisted it, different pictures on some of them, different, some of them I, I changed, you know, upped or lowered prices and offered free shipping. And this weekend, I sold, like, so Monday and Tuesday, between the two, I took, like, 11 packages to the post office. Like I, I blew the doors off. Like I basically just sold a whole bunch of stuff, nice. which is what I wanted to do because I had a bunch of stuff sitting and there's some stuff. I mean, I, I sold stuff this weekend that I that I bought months ago that I never thought I was going to sell. Just yeah. stuff I, I kind of assumed. I'm like, well, that was kind of a bum. I shouldn't have bought that, you know, which is what this whole process is for me. I'm learning. I'm, you know, yeah. is that going to sell? Is that not going to sell? That sort of thing. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. Found some other things that sold really quick, really quick. I was at, I was at a Target uh, clearance aisle or clearance end cap in electronics and they had they had like a, a terabyte western digital hard drive that you can plug in and use it to back up everything and all mm-hmm. this stuff and they had it on clearance for 29.99 i was like which is a little bit more than i like to spend per item but i was like okay 29.99 took it home sold it for 40 bucks within an hour of posting it hmm. and i was like that's the kind of turnaround i like well there you go yeah but um yeah, i don't know man i just I don't like i don't like sleeping it's so ugh. I just don't want to do it. I don't know. I wish I wish I could take a wonder drug and stay up all the time and work. No, all the because time. because it's not. As long as you address <laughs> the problem uh, of what's keeping you awake, not trying to just go to sleep. I mean, you know, it's like anything. It's like anything. You have to deal with the root cause. Yeah. Of of what's ha- what's happening. Like there's there's a reason. Maybe I should write or something. Yeah. While I'm, or rap. There <laughs> you go. Yeah, you can work on your on your career My as a rap beats, artist. Yeah. yeah. If it's not a rapper that I make it as, I'd be a fucking rapist in a Jason mask. Uh, you know, you could. I've been be listening the, to a lot of Eminem lately, dude. Like the Eminem the next, show. You could be the next Macklemore. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Please, God, no! <sighs> what a shill! It's it's no secret that his his most popular song is about like accepting the homosexual community. That's all I'm gonna say. I mean, I that's I, all I'm gonna say. Truth I, is out there, folks. If you want it, I've I've <laughs> actually uh, when I was uh, working. At a, at a place a couple of years ago, only worked there for a couple months. Um, God, it was like for me four years ago. It was a long time ago. Where was this? If you don't mind, or uh, uh, when I was uh, staying with Dana. Um, but they they would play that song. 
Oh, like, I think I remember. Like yeah, yeah, once yeah. an hour, and and what 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 played in the dining room played in the back house. Oh God, those yeah. are the worst yep. establishments. Yep, the worst, man. So like having listen- worked in food service, mm-hmm. that is the worst. Oh yeah, yeah. Like they, back there. Those guys should be able to play what they want. Whether yeah. if you have a whole beaner kitchen, they should be, have the mariachi band yeah. and the. Yeah. And the that's right. Yep. The uh-huh. um, the Don Omar, he, you know, real popular. You, you should be playing that. If you got a bunch of black guys, they should be playing their hood music. All the white yeah. guys should be playing their Audio Slave. Like, come on, man. Their Matchbox Twenty. <laughs> but don't don't pipe whatever you're piping in the dining room in the kitchen, yeah. please. All restaurant owners who mm-hmm. are listening to this, yeah, <laughs> don't ever do that because you're torturing <laughs> your kitchen. Yes. Yes. Uh, any restaurant who plays pop music, uh, that's a gripe I have with the place that I work. Play terrible music. Anyway, uh, any any restaurant that plays the pop top forty music, they're not trying to in, uh, increase like uh, your your dining experience. They're not trying to make it better. They're trying to cover up all the ambient noise around you. Number one, yeah. And number two, they're trying to get you to get in the booth, eat your food, pay the meal, and go. GTFO. Yeah. Right. They you know that's why you know they play the same. 10, 10 songs every hour. Yeah. It's because, yeah, you're like, hey, we've been here so long. I swear they just played this song. That's right. When we were, when we were, uh, uh, we've heard know, order, before. ordering. Yeah. yeah. Let's get out. Yeah. Anyway. I was going to say, oh, speaking of, uh, <laughs> on this week's edition of, uh, 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 shamelessly red pilling your friends. Oh. So, within a week, I had, and my mom and my brother don't get along. Okay, and I, w- I won't get into all the details of that. You yeah. know some of them, you know, but but they don't really get along. Yeah. Just leave it at that. <clears throat> that being said, I love, and this this tells me that I'm on the right track. Uh-huh. I love the fact that my mom tells me that I'm nuts and crazy for the things that I believe, and my brother tells me the same things, and they hate each other. <laughs> Well, not hate, okay, but, yeah. but you get the idea of the relationship. Yeah. Like, I love, and the fact that they both tell me that I'm nuts, I'm like, you're doing something right, Eddie. Yeah. You're doing something right. <laughs> because because I had a conversation with my mom again on Sunday, and it was about a whole bunch of other things. But it came up, uh, uh, well, actually, we were talking about painkillers and prescription painkillers and things like that. And I basically said to her, I was like, uh, I was like, well, you know. 90% of all opiates prescribed are prescribed here in the United States. Yep. You know, it, it benefits the drug companies to keep people addicted to painkillers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it benefits them to keep weed um, from being used for pain management when yep. it could be for, for a big number of things. Yep. Because, and she's like, she's like, well, that's, that's just not in the Bible. And then, you know, it starts kind of going down that path. And I was like, I was like, but neither is the Percocet that, that half the people that sit in an evangelical church on Sunday morning are taking because a doctor, a man in a white coat told them to take it. Mm-hmm. So, what are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I, and, and I told her at a certain point, I told her, I was like, I was like, if you, I was like, everything in the Bible, you draw your own lines on. Yeah. You do. And, yeah. and I said, I said, and she, cause she said, she's like, well, what about the verse uh, be not drunk with wine where it is, you know, be filled with the Holy spirit. She's like, she's like that to me says that you shouldn't use marijuana. I was like, I was like, it says that to me as well. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't think you should, but, I, uh, on the flip side, you know, God gave us every herb of the field. You know, if we're just going to pull verses to throw them out and say whatever we want, th- not only is there that verse, but again, you, you, every, and I think that's sort of the Christian path is whether you like it or not, you, you do draw lines about everything that you believe. 
right? That's why we have all these lines of, you know, well, the Catholics believe, um, you know, in transubstantiation, or the Catholics believe in this, or the Catholics believe in that, and the Baptists believe this, and the non-denoms, generally speaking, believe this, or don't believe that, you know, and it's like, well, where do those things come from? And I don't think, I don't think any, how do I say this? I don't think that there's a large percentage of those type of things yeah. that keep you from having your salvation. Yeah. Plus, uh, here's something that I, I wish your mom listened to this program. I wish your mom listened to this program. <laughs> I've told her to. I, okay. Because I want to speak directly to her <laughs> right now. And even though Go she's ahead. not listening, I will. What's what's her name? Uh, Vicky. Vicky. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Todd. Th- th- that's the appropriate term. Yes. Mrs. Todd. Um, uh, the phrase "be not drunk with" or th- from from scripture, "be not drunk with wine, but be drunk with or be filled with the Holy Spirit." That's right. Okay, be yeah. drunk or filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, throughout history, uh, from pulpit to pulpit, from uh, a speech to speech, um, when it comes to addressing the public, it's best to put things in simple terms, especially if you're leading a group of people, an elected official in politics or philosophy or just teaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's best to speak in simple terms that everyone will get. It's even more effective. To use sound bites, mm-hmm. to use turns of phrase that people can, it'll, it'll stick in their ear, a little earworm, mm-hmm. okay? A uh, phrase like, um, uh, yes, we can, okay? <laughs> Make America great again. <laughs> I'm with her. There you go. Bernie or bust. There you go. Uh, everyone does it. It's slogans. Yeah. Uh, something that even if you- Give that some- th- Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> something that even if you took nothing away from the Available conversation- on Amazon. Would, you would still remember. Yeah. And I can remember pastors in the pulpit. Sure. When I was young. Yeah. Saying things like, I get high all the time. High on Jesus. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm crazy. Yeah. I'm crazy. I'm crazy for the word. That's let right. Me hear an, let me hear an amen. Yeah. So, so be not drunk with wine, but be, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be drunk with the Spirit. That's right. That is the... The early church version of "I get high, high on, Jesus. high on Jesus." That's right. That's what we're that's what we're talking about. It's it's hyperbolic. It's hyperbole. It is a word picture that you're painting, an exaggeration yeah. that you're stating to get across a message of, of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Right. Of taking the one thing, and 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 taking the one thing, and then turning around to something else. Yeah. Okay. The Holy Spirit. Uh, so he's not saying, uh, he, like you know, hey, instead of getting drunk with wine. Get drunk on the spirit. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that I mean that that to me, that is how that verse best makes sense. Yeah. Right. He's not because in nowhere else in, in the context of that passage is he talking about drunkenness. Yeah. He mentions sin, but it's not it's not something that, you know, I mean he's admonishing uh uh the church. Yeah. I I, I, for, I forget the exact context, but but yeah, it's 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 not something that is like, oh, don't don't do it, don't drink, don't get drunk ever. You can't ever do that, you know. Anyway, rant over. <laughs> no, I I I mean, I just I don't know. I think I think that um, because every Christian does it, you know, and oh, every Christian does it, mm-hmm. and I'm tired of uh, so much of the the. Um, what am I trying to say here? So much of the the Christian community getting getting sort of div- divided over all these things of like, oh, you know, well, they believe that and that's not in the Bible. And it's like, well, to them it is. 
Yeah, we're, we're, we're going. I'm not sure. I think the, the left channel was out there for a second, so maybe a little wonky in the beginning. But Oh. But we still got it. Okay. Right. We still got it. We're good. All right. It's an, it's an amateur hour. But, but uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, like I'm like i tired of uh, the, this whole idea that, like, well, they they believe that. Yeah. And they believe this. And and that being said, I, I would still reject the idea of sort of a Unitarian, you know, all roads lead to heaven. Yeah. I, I would still reject that idea, but... Certainly, certainly the the intent, you know, God's will or whatever you want to call it for the church is not for them to sit here and say, you know, well, they believe that and we believe this yeah. and they believe this. And like yeah. that cannot be the intent, mm-hmm. because I think the more you do that and the more you focus on that, the more you lose the sight of reach the lost and teach the same. Because it's basically in, in, in the body of Christ equivalent of that. Yeah. It's basically, I think I may have been out because now I'm hearing myself better. A lot better. Yeah. It is a lot better. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in, uh, <laughs> it freaked Matt out here. Yeah. Anyway, there was a wire loose and I got all up, my panties in a bunch over it. Because uh, when I went, what was I saying? What were you saying? About oh, the, about uh, they, they believe this, we believe that, and the whole, I, and the more that you do that, the less you focus on reaching the lost and got teaching it. the saved. Uh, that's like, you know, in body of Christ terms, yeah. Yeah. that's like saying, <laughs> those feet wear, wear shoes, but us hands know that it's really gloves. Yeah, exactly. You know, the gloves is what we should be doing at this point, okay? Yeah. So feet, get your act together. Yeah. Eventually, they'll go to heaven, they'll realize it was gloves all the time, the whole time. Exactly. You know. And I don't think we will. Yeah. That's the thing, too. I think I think when we cross over with all those questions answered, I, I mean, I don't think God's going to get there. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we show up on heaven's doorstep and he says, you know... Oh, oh! You guys didn't believe in the Trinity. Yeah. Oh, well, no entrance for you. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I just, I don't. Yeah. Meanwhile, the legs were saying the whole time, "You're both fools. It's pants, <laughs> pants. That's what we should be doing." Right. Thanks for playing. When you guys. get to heaven, you'll realize hands. You'll realize you should have been wearing pants the whole time. <laughs> yeah, and and the point is that the whole body uh, goes. So I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That being said, I've been thinking a lot. I've been sort of daydreaming, like if. I've been daydreaming about like my perfect life. <laughs> <laughs> For one, I, I'm. <laughs> no, I want you to be thinking about this because uh, because in, uh, I'm going to make you do it in a second, and yeah. I want to hear yours. Well, so first of all, I'm in a Tesla. Okay, <laughs> I just I'm driving a Tesla. Sure, I'm driving a Tesla. That's what I'm yeah. doing. Uh, and who who'd you end up marrying? I- <laughs> I bet she's. I bet she's. I bet she's a good cook. Don't be rude. <laughs> don't don't be rude. Okay. She listens to the program. She's about three behind, but she does listen. Sure, now. sure. So we need to. You know, I need to prepare because sometimes she'll listen. She'll be like, "What you said," and I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like, babe, which one?" Because <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I'm like, I know you listened, but <laughs> now I'm in trouble. Yeah. Uh. That being said, I, I do so many stupid things, honey. I know I, I have to delete everything that's old on the hard drive of the stupid things I've done because I can only have enough, I only have enough memory have for like this a, week. I have like a thirty day running total, yeah, and yeah. that's it. That's it. Once you're out of the thirty days, people are like, "You said that one time," and I'm like, yeah. "I don't. Did I? Probably." Just like Gmail, once it's been in the inbox for thirty days, it goes in the trash. <laughs> so, so, uh, <laughs> what is it? Okay, I'm in a Tesla, <laughs> but that's the one thing I know. But no, no, no. My perfect, my perfect. If if I win the lottery, I don't play. But if I won the lottery, <laughs> we've talked about the lottery. And you know, listeners know why I don't play. Yeah, yeah. But if I won the lottery, 
what I would do is get you and I like some reliable transportation. Okay. Probably Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then we would we would do our we would do we would go on a tour and it would be video and it would be audio. Uh um and, and we could do whatever we wanted in, in that aspect. But we would go to we would go to uh Wall Street and mm-hmm. we'd go to Washington DC and we'd go to Ground Zero. We'd we'd do all up that in the East Coast and then we'd see and then we'd see Roswell and we'd mm-hmm. go to all sorts mm-hmm. of places like that. And additionally, so I've really been thinking about about this David E. Taylor cat. By the way, that was one of the things I did the other night when I was avoiding sleep was I listened to the rest of the deposition. Oh, dude, dude, <laughs> it's I don't I don't know that that's you 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 should ask Michelle. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it was so funny because nope, I'm clicking the wrong buttons over here. It was so funny because and let me see if I can pull up the history because uh, I want you I I want to read some of these comments, but um. That was one of the things I did to avoid sleep, but that's one of the other things that we do on this trip is is we go visit like all these pastors. We try uh-huh. and get as we we, we 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 sit in a Joel Osteen message. We we let's see, is she burrowing? Like what is? She just wanted to get in that box. <laughs> um, and we visit all of these pastors and just hear their messages and then discuss them. Mm-hmm. discuss them like we discuss everything else in life and the stories and things like we do on this program. Yeah, uh, because yeah, that's that's. I think that would be so much fun and I would be so fulfilled and so it would just be it would just be it would just be everything. Yeah. It would be and we could you could smoke a ton of weed. I, I would maybe smoke a little bit, you know, but 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 not even that, but just for the experience of of seeing all these things face to face and and you know, not worrying about a job or whatever. Tour, but that's the dream. A, a, a tour of America. A tour of America, that's right. Yeah. Uh but here's yeah, here's some of the comments <laughs> on the video. If I ever get caught in a corner, I'm calling Michelle. <laughs> um, I have many properties. I own Baltic Avenue, Park Place, Reading Railroad, and some more. I have motels. Uh, I make a lot of money when players land on my properties. Ask Michelle. <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> one guy. Freedom. Matt. What's she doing? <laughs> Matt just lifted the cat by her tail. Well, not lifted, but... No, I mean her feet got off, back feet got off the ground. Dragged her out of the way with her. Yeah. Come, come on, Freda. What's it? Yeah, are we done here? Freda's doing what she does. Go on, get out of here. She's pissed. It's funny. Yeah, get. And I got something that'll solve her problem in the car. My two best friends. Oh, okay. Nope. Matt's out of the chair now. He's dealing with Freda in the manly way. Oh. He's down the hall for it is in the living room. Got the play by play here. I think he's I think he's gonna lock Frida up. Perhaps. Frida may be getting locked up, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, do you have catnip or oh you got one? How many does it hold? A bunch. Can I I'm not gonna I won't shoot it, but so last week when I was here, and we'll get back to David E. Taylor. Last week when I was here, <laughs> this is amazing, Matt. Yeah. Is it accurate? Yeah. If you if you if you uh, load it right, you have to load one side with more spring than the other, so it turns. Gotcha. Um, last week when I was here, Matt said I need to get a rubber band gun for Frida. And now he's got one. And this this is like a high tech. This isn't like a wooden one, ladies and gentlemen. This is this is like a Nerf 
style gun of uh, of rubber band guns. <laughs> this is incredible. She knows it too. The first night that I got it, I uh, I, I haven't shot her yet. Don't shoot her. Don't shoot I her. I haven't shot her. I've shot around her though. Just to let her know what's yep, up. Here, let me see it. She, yeah, you can tell she knows what's up because she's yep. like hiding behind me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she definitely knows what's up. Just keep her away for a little while. <laughs> that is rubber band gun. It's great. Um, some more of these comments. Here, here's one of the comments on the David E. Taylor's deposition. Michelle's deposition could go for forty nine ninety nine on pay per view. <laughs> uh. Him, did you eat my halfing sub sandwich I had in the back of the fridge? Me, um, well, uh, you'll have to speak to Michelle about that. She usually handles the fridge and sub sandwiches. <laughs> and the joke is because even what I what I played on here, but you can go listen to the whole thing on YouTube. He, he constantly, and no one really knows who Michelle is. I don't think it's clear in the deposition he says who he is. Somebody that was on the board or something. And he, throughout the whole deposition, he's like, mm, you have to ask Michelle. Yeah, because he's trying he's trying to play time. it like somebody. At, like he was, he's stupid. Yeah, uh, like I, he doesn't realize. Like Michelle just told him, yeah, that's okay to do. Yeah, he's no legal expert. Yeah, but Michelle was the one who just, you know, she passed knew. it off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this one I actually thumbs up, and I rarely thumbs up comments on YouTube, but I thumbs up this one. Plot twist: Michelle is his alter ego. <laughs> 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 it was great though, but I would really like to seek out other people like that because there's so many of them. There's mm-hmm. so many of them, and and it it bums me because it's putting people off of religion. Well, not religion, but Christianity and yeah. the message of Jesus, like so much. Are you saying that of people like this? that we should be like Triumph the Insult Comic Dog, but for but for religion okay. instead of politics? <laughs> it sounds amazing, doesn't it? Yeah, doesn't yeah. that sound awesome? That's yeah. that's that's the dream. Like I think I think when I retire, we're gonna do that. <laughs> of course, you'll be way dead by then, yeah. so I'll have to. Joel, hey Joel. Does the Holy Spirit wipe you when you poop? <laughs> Joel Osteen, come back here. I'm doing the hand motion. Like, of the, the insult yeah, comic dog, yeah. yeah. It's great. You know Eminem rapped about Joel, triumph. what other Bible verses have you made up? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> How much do you pay for your perm, Joel? <laughs> Uh, it's great. Yeah. We should do it. We should totally do it. Let's get funding. Let's, let's get Robert Schmeagel on the phone right now. Let's go to GoFundMe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. That's the dream. What's, what's yours look like? My dream? <laughs> yeah. So, and as you heard mine, you know, there's money is not really a concern. Yeah. Obviously, I'm comfortable or whatever. But what is, what, what, what's yours then? Um, I guess probably uh, that the rules at my job would give me more lax. Um, that, uh, that I would make more money, but have to spend less time there. No, we're not. We're not praying here, Matt. We're <laughs> have you ever noticed how people do that? Yeah, I've come to di- and not to hijack again, but I've come to have a real disdain for public prayer lately. Yeah, in the last year. Yeah, I haven't done it in a long time, and I don't know. I just I can't shake the feeling that I'm speaking to the other people. Well, you are. Yeah, but then that's not prayer. Um. Like if in the back of my mind I think I'm speaking to them, then anything that I should say to God is yeah. not going to be there. But but I can see how, how you how, how, how 
Yeah, I can see your point. I can see how uh, you you might feel that way. I, I personally, um, if done right, it's not. I don't think it's a big deal. It's still prayer. <coughs> um, I think you may have to look at it more of a. Uh, hey, this is part of the ceremony. This is part of the spectacle that we're all involved in. That corporate worship, in in and of itself, is a uh, is an act where you have to have uh, people leading. Uh, you have to have people speaking. Um, you know, we've we've gone got, gotten to the point. You know, and I believe that the you know you know my opinion. People know who listen to this show know my opinion that I think that that worship services in and of themselves, the church service, is a ritual. It is a magical ritual in which we remember a blood sacrifice, in which we mimic. A blood sacrifice. Through communion. Yeah. Uh, through, we, we, we have a, a, a death and resurrection ritual, like the Zoroastrians had, and the Egyptians had, and the ancient, you know, uh, Mesopotamians all had, you know. Um, it's, it, it, is, it is part magical ritual, and we've gotten away from the fact, we've gotten to this, to this, to this part where we no longer worship or understand or appreciate the spirit, um, the symbolic, uh, the supernatural in our religion, mm-hmm. um, and we we only we only acknowledge the logical. The we we no longer uh, we we don't uh, acknowledge the supernatural. We only acknowledge the physical, uh, what we can think of, what we can see, what we know. Um, so our worship services. <coughs> Excuse me. Our worship services have become a place where we transfer theology, but not spirit. Mm-hmm. Where we go through the motions of all this symbolic stuff, but it never becomes a. The symbolic thing we're doing in the physical realm is a real thing that's happening in the spiritual realm. That's the whole point of what you bind on heaven will be bound on earth, what you lose in heaven will be loosed on earth. That's the whole point of as above, so below, is that the symbolic thing that we're doing here in a ch- in a church with other people is a real thing that's happening on the spiritual plane mm-hmm. you understand mm-hmm. and so when you bring your consciousness your intent your will and your spirit to God and in front of God or just to the gods in ever, whatever religion you choose to uh, to practice you are what what you, the the emotions you're going through in the physical are are being uh uh, mirrored and actually taking place in the spiritual, mm-hmm. and we f- we forget that that mirror image. So corporate prayer, yes, you're 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 preaching for the most part, mm-hmm. but uh, it's it's having it's having real implications. Yeah, uh, as long as it's tied to your intent and the intent of others, you know. Yeah, because because uh, think about it in 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 personal prayer, right? Just as in personal worship. Uh, you're um, listening to your favorite Christian song or favorite hymn on the highway on the way to work. Right. It's you by yourself in your quiet time, so it has power on the on the spiritual, but it doesn't have as much power as the same song sung with sung with intent among a body of believers also singing with intent. Right. So a prayer said in private doesn't have the same effect. I'm not going to use the term same effect, but it it doesn't have the same meaning. Or symbolism, as fifty to hundred people in a room, adding their intent to what the speaker is saying. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's it's people 
it's everybody who isn't speaking adding their intent to the words that the one person is speaking and that one person remembering and acting and acting in a way that remembering that they are the vessel of the Holy Spirit at that moment speaking a prayer utterances that that can't be known or understand right as mm-hmm. it says in scripture mm-hmm. those utterances of the congregation of the rest of the believers they're being they're acting as a conduit for that word of the spirit for that prayer yeah Hmm. Anyway, that's what magic has taught me about prayer. <laughs> uh, tune in next week for another episode of Magic Teachings on Simple Things. <laughs> <coughs> if no, I ha- better YouTube name, Simple Magic on Simple Things. Yeah. <laughs> Are you currently using Magic Man? No, I mean not in any sort of intent, like any ceremony or any. So you don't you don't have any rituals, any daily stuff, any anything that you do. Um, oh, yeah, everybody has daily rituals. No, no, but I mean, I mean, with with a magic with, with a magical intent. I have one. You do. Uh, yeah. D- do you mind if we discuss it? No. Uh, yes, I, yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, oh, I do mind. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. It's not something I'm going to tell even you. Yeah, I understand. That's what it is. Yeah. So. That's fine. I figured that might be the answer, and that's fine. Yeah. But. Uh, if you were willing, I was I was gonna yeah. dig into it, but uh, but if you do you have any in the past that you can discuss? Uh, um, one time I bought this. Uh, <laughs> I already love where this is headed. Uh, one time I bought this book by Lon Milo Duquette. And who? What is that? Lon Milo Duquette. If you just you just Google him, um, he he's he writes about the poor man's crawling magical what's going on here? magical symbolism, um, magical ritual. He's one of those. Earth worshippers type, um, or uh, Earth energies man type sort of thing, and your magical okay. rituals man. Yeah, um, you want to become a magician? The first thing you got to do is say the Lord's prayer backwards three times every night uh, for three nights in a row, and then you do it. And you be like a master magician man. Anyway, the book I still have the book. It's insane. But I went to a an uh, an occult bookstore here in St. Charles. Oh, down on, uh, is it the one that's advertised on Coast oh, to Coast? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what is it called? Magical or... <coughs> Enchanted Attic. Except I, re- right. except I realized... Come to the Enchanted Attic. That once I got in the Enchanted yeah. Attic and started looking around, and uh, I had I had a list of like four things that I wanted to get uh-huh. there that I uh-huh. thought I would be able to get. Yeah. But, but well, the three that were like cannabis-based, you knew you weren't going to be able to get them, though, no, right? No, uh, there was a certain type of... Inc- there were two certain types of incense I wanted to get. Uh, <laughs> You're such a hippie. <laughs> No, there was <laughs> two certain types of incense. Yeah, and, uh, uh, a, a certain no garden variety stoner here, my friends. Yeah, he wants particular types of incense. A certain <laughs> book that actually is pretty popular in occult circles and is still in print, and then uh, uh, um, an herb, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so they had none of the things I wanted, right? So I'm in there and I'm talking to the lady, and she's you hear that? She, yeah, a little bit. She's she's helping me. I think it's because I hit this wire. She's helping me. But there's nothing in the store I want to buy, so I'm like, oh, just let me browse for a minute. I bought this Lon Milo Cat book because I'd heard his name before for right. like 10, to, 10 bucks and then left the shop. Because I'm like, I'm in there for like 15 minutes, taking up their time. Yeah. As I'm paying, the lady says, you know the such and such shop, such and such shop a couple blocks down. I'm like, yeah. She says, they have what you need. I went down there and sure enough, had it. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, so apparently, and I was I was talking with them about some stuff. Uh huh. Um, I think I accidentally went through a little bit of a 
I think I accidentally went through a little bit of a vetting. Like that I wasn't just somebody, oh, ho, ho, look at the crystals, ho, ho, look at it. Right? Right. Because they probably get a lot of that down there on me. And so they sent me to somebody that actually had what I wanted. And I think that's kind of what they do. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I have no doubt that those... That... Matt, ladies and gentlemen, Matt is now in the inner circle. Uh, <laughs> no, but I have I have no doubt that the those the three ladies that I saw that afternoon, two... And... Now, did you and Beyonce do, like, the blood ritual? No. Or did two, you just... Two in one, one of the shops and one in the other. <laughs> yeah. Um... I have no doubt that those ladies are either witches. Can you, can you now? Let me finish. I have no doubt that these ladies are either witches or at least think that they are. Okay. So that's why I'm going to leave that at that. Okay. But, Makes sense. Yeah. I kind of had to like pass the, at least at least act to show them that I wasn't. Entry level sort of, yeah. Well, show them that I wasn't just some person off the street looking for whatever that I was. Yeah. You know, I knew a little bit about, even the woman at the last shop, like. As I'm buying what I need. She didn't have the book. She had the other things. As I'm buying that, she's, she asked me, you know how to use that? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> you know? I'm serious. No, but see, I, I'm curious what what had happened. What would have happened if you had said no? Um, she probably you can't still would just, have sold it to me. Well, yeah, sale's a sale. But <laughs> I'm in business. I get it. It costs $15, but, so yeah, sale's a sale. <laughs> exactly. You know, no, nobody but, else coming down there on a Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> No, but is there, is there, can they, like, I don't know, would they, like, would she then proceed to teach you or say, I doubt it. You need to buy this book, maybe. I doubt it. Or whatever. That's the whole point of esoteric occult stuff is like, you have your little circle and you guard your secrets and nobody else needs to know. And they, <laughs> you know, I'm because, not familiar. All those people in those, proudly not familiar. <laughs> all those people in those quote unquote, Magical orders. Yeah. Like they get their rocks off by we know stuff nobody else does. Ho ho ho. Aren't we connected to reality and what really is? We see the world as what it really is, man. We're cool and we're hip and we smoke cigarettes and drink coffee. <laughs> Denny's at four in the morning dressed in black. <laughs> well, I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I, I drink Clamato juice because I really don't have a taste for blood. Uh, it's like, come on. You know? No, but have you. You, you you didn't answer me though. Is there one in the past that you can discuss, or then you told that story? But is there one in the past that you can discuss, or would um, you prefer not to? No, I, I really. I, you told me about one, but you don't have to share it on the program. If yeah, you I mean, I really haven't. I, I I really haven't made a practice of ceremony. Yeah. At all, because mm-hmm. I don't think that. Uh, I I, I don't. My, my interest in the cult isn't so that I can guard some secrets or or gain some power or or be or you know be a magician or. Or any of that. It's it's simply the fact that th- that the occult has, from history by and large, it is the occultists. It's the secret society. It's the signs and symbols and seals that are used that convey secrets about the nature of reality. And it's not so much that I'm trying to gain anything by right. By looking into it or by understanding it, it's it's which is unlike most that I want people. If I'm probably being honest, well, no, I, no, I think there are a lot of people out there who are interested in occult knowledge for occult knowledge's sake. I think I would oh, I say that's. The I think ma- most people are interested no. I think I think it. that's the majority of them. Well, I do think it's interesting. I think I've said this on the program before. Um, Houdini, you're you're aware of this and mm-hmm. and. Uh, What's the other guy? The guy that does it now, uh, David but, Blaine. No, 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 no. The, the the huge illusionist that had the show and everything. 
Well, David Blaine's pretty big, but um, Buck Angel. No, Chris Angel. <coughs> Isn't that his name? <coughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chris Angel. Um, they both have had. Well, they both had scenarios in their career, both Houdini and Chris Angel, where they became such good illusionists, mm-hmm. right? That, that so they they were so good at what they did and the tricks and the the sleight of hand mm-hmm. that they then began to believe that the occult or some type of psychic knowledge d- didn't exist. They just denied the existence of that. Yeah, and so and they both put up contests. To Houdini, I think went to several mediums and tried to get, um, you know, and because they, they would try and call up the dead, and he was trying to prove them wrong, and and did every time I believe, um, and then and then uh, Chris Angel had a, I think it was fifty thousand dollars that he put up, um, to he wrote something down and put it in an envelope, and if anybody could tell him what it was, then then uh, they'd get the fifty thousand uh, dollars. Google the could. Amazing Randy, the Amazing Randy. Mm-hmm. That show, The Amazing Race. The amazing- Is that about white people? <laughs> <coughs> James Randi, Canadian-American retired stage magician and a scientific skeptic who is extremely challenged paranormal and pseudoscientific claims. Just pull up his Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see here. Skeptic. Randi entered the International Spotlight in 1972 when he publicly challenged the claims of Yuri Geller. The Sleeping Prophet. He no, I'm Geller. sorry. Not, not, you're not, not the Sleeping Prophet. That's it. That's Edgar Casey. He accused Geller of being. Oh, Geller was an Israeli illusionist. Oh, is he's still alive? Isn't it? I'm sorry, I'm Israeli illusionist, ma- magician, television personality, and self-proclaimed psychic. Okay, so James Randi accused Geller of being nothing more than a charlatan and a fraud who used his standard magic tricks to accomplish his allegedly paranormal feats, and he presented his claims in the book *The Truth About Harry Geller*. In 1976, Randy, Martin Gardner, and Ray Hyman founded the Committee for Scientific Investigation of Claims of the Paranormal. Obviously, they didn't have a committee on having a shorter title. Uh Using donations and sales of their magazine, Skeptical Inquirer, they and secular humanist philosopher Paul Kurtz took seats on the executive board with Isaac Asimov and Carl Sagan joining as founding members. Nice. So the who's who here. Uh, Randy traveled the world on behalf of Sissy Cop, whatever, becoming its public face and, according to Ray Hyman, the face of the skeptical movement. Geller sued Randy for $15 million in 1991 and lost. Geller's suit against uh, the organization was thrown out in 1995 and he was ordered to pay $120,000 for filing a frivolous lawsuit. The legal costs Randy incurred eight through almost all of his 272. MacArthur Foundation grant awarded to Randy in 1986 for his work. Randy also dismissed Harry Geller's claims that he was capable of the kind of psychic photography made famous by the case of Ted Sirios. It is a matter, Randy argues, of trick photography using a simple handheld optical device. During the period of Geller's legal dispute, the organization's leadership wanting to avoid becoming a target of Geller's litigation demanded that Randy refrain from commenting on Geller. Randy refused and resigned. Am I looking for a specific incident here? Uh, no. I mean, you probably read more than necessary. Gotcha. Uh, but James Randi is, uh, for all this says, says it makes him out to be this huge skeptic. Mm-hmm. The reason why he he went up against uh, so-called psychics and magicians, and even to this day, like, he he debunks um, psychics and, and, and magicians and, and all this other, other stuff. Um, he's a professional skeptic, professional debunker. The reason why is uh, he does this and, had, and has been so successful at it is because 
he is better at magic than these other people. Um, James Randi is pop. I mean, if you buy into the whole thing, uh, some conspiracy theorists believe. <laughs> A popular disclaimer on this show. That uh, James Randi is one of the most powerful magicians or ceremonial magicians in the world. Um, and this is the reason why he can, when he can disprove psychics and stuff, uh, is because uh, he's able to just kind of turn off their little flow, their little chi flow, right? Really? They're, they're, uh, it's That's the theory. That's the alleged theory. Uh, personally, I think it's just a bun- bunch of old men uh, whose brains are too big in uh, a wiener measuring contest. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> a psychic wiener measuring contest. The same thing happened in um, in the 19-teens between Aleister Crowley and my favorite poet of all time, William Butler Yeats. Really? Who was well into the occult. Um, his, uh, his, his poetry talks a lot about um, the occult. Uh, the second coming is one that uh, he, he mirrors a lot of things. Um, and the birth of uh, Jesus and, and the apocalypse and the birth of the Antichrist and stuff like that. Well worth uh, time to, to get to know, but they actually, on the steps of a church, had a wizard's duel. A real-life wizard's duel. Where they're, like, throwing <laughs> magical spells at each other. No no joke. No joke. This was well-documented and well-known. And they both the Battle of Blythe Road. Yeah, yeah. Aleister yeah. Crowley and the Re- Revolt of the Adept. A Golden Dawn Affair. <laughs> Yeah, if I find that at a thrift shop, how th- how thrilled will you be if I find you? No, that, that would book? be cool. That would be cool. <laughs> when Crowley showed a tendency to use it to cult powers for evil rather than good, the adepts of the order Yates among them decided not to allow him to be initiated into the inner circle. Yep. <laughs> is this real life? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> These are men, grown ass, grown men, men <laughs> with careers. With respect, this is an art. Remember, this is an artist, and at the time, Crowley was working for British intelligence. <coughs> yeah, a slightly different account of the battle. Responsible governments, <laughs> responsible governments, excluded him from one country after another, lest he bring to bear upon their inhabitants his hostile psychic ray. <laughs> Have you seen Have you seen the episode of South Park where uh, Eric Cartman falls off the roof and then he gets psychic powers? No, and no, then, I haven't. yeah, then he gets sued by the, the by the League of Psychics for uh, using your psychic powers without a license, and they have a duel, and they're like. Crowley viewed the occult as a source of his personal powers. Revelations filled books devoted to explaining the philosophy of Thelma. Do what thou wilt. Thelma. Love is the law. Love under will. Yeats is more certainly more of an organization man in his occult activities. <laughs> that's incredible. See, like that's the thing. I, I want to visit all these places with you. Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> I think it'd be great. I believe that one that one is in Britain or Ireland, but I couldn't. I'm not sure. Somewhere. Depending on your frame of reference of the warring magicians on South Park, that's crazy. 
Crowley refused to accept their their decision, and Highlander started with a black crusader's cross on his breast. Crowley arrived at the Golden Dawn Temple in London, making the sign of the pentacle inverted and shouting menaces at the adepts. Crowley climbed the stairs, but Yates and two other white magicians came resolutely forward to meet him, ready to protect the holy place at any cost. When Crowley came within range, the forces of good struck out with their feet and kicked him downstairs. <laughs> Grown people! <laughs> Uh, my personal theory is that anybody, <laughs> anybody that is really into things like Star Wars or Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones is it would do this given the opportunity. Sure, and sure. I think that says something about their level of intelligence. Yeah, the, the folks like me who are numbers men focus on positives and pluses and minuses and blacks and whites. We're the folks that keep the world running. We're the patriarchy that has kept the the uh, system afloat for yeah. three millennia. Yeah. So. So that poets and artists can have wizard, wizard schools. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so that you guys can, yeah, spend your time measuring your wizard peepees. Uh, <laughs> so you can piss farther. But you got to give it up to these two. I mean, bringing the full-blown autism a uh, hundred years ago, you know? That's right. <laughs> Literally like 4chan stuff. Right. Yeah. It's Literally so like funny. Victorian era neckbeards is what 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 this is. <laughs> Victorian era neckbeards, that's great. <laughs> oh man, that's so good. I think I've got some real we can look at here. <laughs> that's just so funny to me. A wizard duel. <laughs> the funny thing is, I'm laughing, man, smiling. But you would totally do it, given the oh, opportunity. Oh, absolutely, yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> That's... I'd totally be like, all right, bring it on, forces of dark wickedness. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to tangle with. Uh, I'm not trying to punch above my belt, my 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 weight. That's right. In the spiritual, yeah. <coughs> Even though you know all authority on heaven and earth has been given to me. Um, through the through the uh, word of, of Jesus Christ, so hmm. it's not a big deal. That being said, uh, Daily Sheeple, you familiar? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Daily Sheeple. Th- this was from the Daily Sheeple, but this article is on the Real Strategy dot com. And th- 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 so this is from I-, I saw this and I had to I uh, wanted to talk to you about it because of uh, the Silicon Valley the reference. Okay, but uh, and you probably saw this, but no longer it's a conspiracy theory. Elite openly paying to ingest the blood of the young. Have you seen this? Yeah, it's um uh, not Palantir um. What's the name? Uh, Ambrosia is the name of the company. Peter Thiel, the billionaire co-founder of PayPal and advisor to Donald Trump, told Inc. Magazine, I think there are a lot of these things that have been strangely underexplored. I'm looking into parabiosis stuff, which I think is really interesting. This is where they... This is where they did the young blood into older mice and they found that it had a massive rejuvenating effect. Mm-hmm. Peter Thiel, ladies and gentlemen. Peter Thiel. Yeah. I've talked about Peter Thiel on this, on this podcast before. Um, about uh, when, I, when I was mentioning about the whole... In- you know, uh, drinking of, blo- of, of a young person's blood yeah. uh, has restorative powers in, in occult ceremony. Ambrosia, yeah. As Vanity Fair reports, Ambrosia, which buys its blood from blood banks, now has about 100 paying customers. Ambrosia is doing that with humans. The rich are lining up to get the blood of the young. Some are Silicon Valley technologists like Thiel, though Carmizen suggested a stress that tech types aren't Ambrosia's only clients, that anyone over 35 is eligible for transfusions. As the Free Thought Project reported in January, a study published in Science and Nature Medicine revealed that transfusing young mouse blood into old mice can actually prevent the symptoms of aging. This groundbreaking discovery could lead to medical breakthroughs in the development of new medicines. 
suggesting a report that aging elites are using the blood of young people as a type of youth serum. <laughs> and it costs like $8,000 a pint. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. I'll throw that on the credit card. Sure, why not? <laughs> I'm only 29, but yeah. if I can get like some, you know, 14-year-old blood. Yeah. Add another... Add an- <clears throat> Add another 18, maybe 20 months to your life, you know. There you go. And another 20, 25 years of credit card debt, no big deal. <laughs> I mean, who's who's really going to pay it all off? Sure, there? sure. This is America. Yeah. We don't. Come on. If the U.S. government doesn't have to pay their debts, then by God, we as a consumer don't have to pay ours. Yeah. Am I right? I mean, yeah. God bless. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's another one, one real one. <laughs> this is from uh, Russian news agency, TASS.com, T-A-S-S.com. I think that stands for something. That's all I'm going to say. I, I'm not sure. Uh, St. Petersburg Church of Scientology is charged with illegal revenue of $4.8 million. Yeah. Putin's not going to let them get away with the same thing they get away with here. Exactly. And you know? I love that. Like, that's amazing. Tuesday, the Federal Security Service, FSB, searched the religious organization office and detained a number of key suspects. But yeah, $4.8 million. Uh, the investigator told the district court, which opened hearings on a requested restrictive measure to be taken against the first defendant in the case. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. Running illegal commercial courses, so that's because that's the thing in Russia. They'll just be like, "Well, you can't, you can't run a school here. You can't." Yeah. <laughs> so, that's awesome. Anything to take this Church of Scientology down a peg. Mm-hmm. It is the worst, man. Uh, you know it that, but that goes all the way back to to Crowley. To Crowley, yeah, yeah. Because uh, him and Babylon him, working. Him and Hubbard uh, hobnobbed around back in the day. Uh, not so much hobnobbed around, but they were kind of the the, the people who who. I think did the most to build on what he did. Crowley um, or no, no Crowley and um, not Crowley, but um, Hubbard and. Um... <coughs> but isn't there evidence to name? suggest that they hung out though at Dulles. one point? Uh, not 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 Dulles, not Alan Dulles. Maybe the guy who ever, the, the the guy who 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 maybe maybe it was Dulles, the guy who did the rocket. Oh, I'm not sure. But who? But didn't didn't they hang out at one point though? Uh, I, uh, they they knew each other. They were acquaintances, acquaintance, but I don't think that they were friends necessarily. Oh, I thought I thought they like I don't know tried to raise somebody from the dead or something. All right, here we go. Okay, that's not von Braun, Werner von Braun. Why that escaped me? They did the most for to further Crowley stuff. <coughs> the whole point of Crowley was to give rise to the Red Woman, the Whore of Babylon, who would eventually um, usher in uh, the New Age. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Whore of Babylon uh, would be like like it's laid out in the Bible, right? Um, Mystery Babylon, uh, the 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 uh, sacred. Occult, ancient knowledge that explains the future, the past, and and what it's mystery. Babylon is is the legend is that it is is Satan's plan. Mm-hmm. Is uh, it, it's that's Lucifer's blueprints for uh, taking over the world. Mystery Babylon. Uh, so so Babylon working um, was uh, Werner von Braun and. Uh, and um, uh, L. Ron Hubbard out in the desert for three months, um, communing with the spirits, going through OTO rituals, doing uh, um, uh, practicing Crowleyan sex magic. They weren't alone. They had a bunch of women with them. Um, practicing Crowleyan sex magic. 
Um, Werner von Braun goes from, uh, not Werner von Braun. Who am I thinking? Is it Alan Dulles? Jack Parsons. 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 I don't know why I said Jack Parsons. Anyway, Parsons <laughs> goes on, goes on from Babylon working. <coughs> Crowley, or um, Hubbard goes from sci-fi writer who writes about the occult but gets no traction to guy who founds his own religion. And as, Jack, as all sci-fi writers should get. And Jack Parsons goes from um, a poor student to the guy who uh, founded the um, Los Alamos um, laboratory. Uh, he was, ends up being one of the leading scientists. He's one of the reasons why we were able to get into space um, with the rocket engine and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, I'm not sure, um, except the the Babylon working um, lasted for three months. Um, and uh, Jack Parsons left. L. Ron Hubbard stayed for a couple more days in the desert, and then he left. Um, the day before Jack Parsons left the desert is, uh, well, the time that they both left the desert is about nine months before Hillary Clinton was born. 1947. It's true. Hmm. Not to say that she's the whore of Babylon. Um, uh, who knows? Mm-hmm. But uh, once again, we see the the elite, the the people on the inside. I mean, these are people who, you know, these are powerful people. I thought it was Barbara Bush. No, Barbara Bush was before then because Crowley died in 1947. No, Crowley died in 1944. He died before the end of the World War II. Gotcha. So he would, unless, I mean, unless there was artificial insemination at the time, there's no way that right. Barbara Bush could have been born in 1947 after Babylon working. Gotcha. <coughs> because we, as we all know, Barbara Bush is Aleister Crowley's daughter. Even though the re- official records don't reflect that. He was in the right place at the right time, and they look exactly like each other. So, yeah, yeah, I'm looking at pictures of him right now. Anyway, uh, about time to wrap her up. Yeah, we've been we've been we've been kind of on a downward slide here, talking about Mystery Babylon and Babylon working for a little while. We have. Uh, anyways, I'm gonna try and watch House of Guards, Matt. Okay, so we can talk about that. Yep. I. Uh, uh, yeah, my wife wanted me to wait, um, and that's not going so well. Yeah. So maybe all these nights where I am avoiding sleep, I can look at House of Cards. I, I need to bring my second dose of caffeine. I switched to pills. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, there you go. That's your problem. Well, they're only 200 milligrams, uh-huh. and but I take one in the morning, and then I'm taking one, but I'm taking one later. And I think I just need to do, like, not that yeah. I, I think because i've been taking it closer to like 4 4 4 p.m 4 35 and i think that's affecting well then that's yeah that is the problem then because what's the half-life of caffeine i'm, I'm not sure but it's it yeah. stays in your system for a long time it does i think yeah. if i get a drug test at this point they'd just be like sir like you're pissing like straight caffeine like this yeah. is an issue no drugs yeah. but Plenty of caffeine. Well, also so. when you when you 
I mean, caffeine in itself, in and of itself, even if you just ingested it in the it's morning, it's a beautiful drug, though, man. Yeah, but it's even a, if you a, just ingested, holy grail. Even if you I, just ingested in the morning, it's still going to affect your sleep cycle. You're still not going to get. You may be asleep, you may fall asleep, but you won't get the the amount of deep restful sleep you need. Even if you're, if you consume any caffeine, yeah. it messes with your sleep cycle. Yeah. Well. I kind of want to, oh, and we'll try that on another episode. Okay. I was going to try something, but uh, yeah, anyway, so just leave it on a song because we haven't done it in a while, but um, yeah, give that some thought.com, all that good stuff. Give that some thought, uh, official merch available on Amazon. Uh, anything you send in or write uh, on the reviews that uh, we'll read on the program, we'd love to have your input. Um, Matt's sisters, we're getting to you. I know you want to roast Matt, and we're going to do that. I'm going to give you the opportunity and the platform to roast Matt. I, I think God I knows think, I, I enjoy it. Have, have, have a day set up. Okay. We'll, so. we'll chat. And then uh, also uh, be tuned in because you, you and I might have something uh, in the works, too. Uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of want to so, do that. I yeah. kind of want to do that. It's, it's, yeah, I, think it'd, I think it'd be good. It'd be yeah. fun. Um, couple couple other guys want to talk to us about uh, sort of homeschooling culture and stuff, which of course Matt and I are very familiar with. Yeah, yeah, we can talk all about which series of Rebecca books was our favorite. <laughs> There's actually another podcast. Are you familiar? Do you know the name Chuck Parsons? Does that mean anything yes. to you? Yeah, you know him. I, I, I'm not. I've heard that name before. Okay, he's a dude. Well, <laughs> he's a dude, but he he. Uh, um, I didn't grow up with him, but I kind of grew up with his uh, now ex wife. And he just started doing a podcast called The Life After, I think it's called. And it's about it's about people that leave religion and how they got over. There's this movement among people our age, Matt. I don't know if you've seen any of this online. I can send you some of the stuff. But there's this movement online or this idea that religion um, causes trauma uh, among people. And, and it's like sort of how they got over that. And they just started a podcast on it. <laughs> Um, and about how they sort of uh, recovered from the trauma and things like yeah. that. And so, is, is, is anybody doing a podcast about how all life is trauma? How life is? <laughs> yeah, give that some thought. <laughs> how how life at its most basic experience is is suffering, and it is it is up to us to to uh, find meaning in that suffering, and to make meaning this in spite of the suffering. You see, because this little thing happened called the fall from the garden, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, every, we, we, when God promised us that, that the earth would be hard for us to grow things, <laughs> yeah. what he was saying is, you're going to suffer. It's going to be a pain in the ass. It's going there. to suck most of the time. Yeah. And it is finding a way through that suck and finding a meaning. Yeah. And finding a, a part, uh, trying to make your little corner of the sucky swamp, of the suckiness, mm-hmm. not so sucky. Mm-hmm. That's what, it, so all of, yeah. Oh, is religion traumatic? Oh, boo-hoo. All of life is trauma. You you are born into trauma. The 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 the, the fact that you start making memories uh you know uh, birth in itself is trauma is trauma for the child but also for the mother. Yeah. Incredibly yeah. traumatic. Yeah. Right? Not to mention the father. Goddamn. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> it's traumatic to see that happen to that. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, and 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 but that but that that act of of birthing something. Yeah. You're creating something from from almost nothing. Yeah. This act of creation is born out of tremendous trauma, and strife, and 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 hardship and pain. Yeah. And yet. We we keep doing it. Why do we keep doing it? Because it is it's instinctual 
to us to to find meaning in this suffering. And part of that finding meaning is uh, giving birth to generations that then therefore can can do better for us. Yeah. It's interesting. It's an interesting concept. We'll essentially leave you on that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. But he he did just start doing a podcast, uh, and it's and it's interesting. I listened to about half of the first episode, but it's I don't know, man. I don't know how I feel about that. And I'm seeing a lot of it online lately of mm-hmm. people my age, people I grew up with, people sort of in, that were really entrenched in like the evangelical movement, the youth group scene, like that that type of thing. And then and now they're all just sort of saying like you know it's because there's the idea that to teach people that they're born into a sin nature and by nothing that they've done. Uh, they're inherently evil is is somehow traumatic and, and I don't know there's a bunch of other tenets that that go along with it and and some of them resonate you know or at least have something to them and then others I'm kind of like eh, really you know or that we're, we're kind of reaching there but yeah I don't know I just don't I know my whole thing is like why can't we agree on that or whatever but then change it like change the way church is done change the way the church reaches out change yeah. the way we you know I saw a humorous somebody posted the other day you know, it's just a meme type thing, you know, it's probably Photoshop, but it was like a church sign, excuse me, that said, uh, what if transgender and what if the, the transgender in the gay community are God's way of seeing who's a real Christian or not based on who's going to go love them? Mm. And I was like, that's a really good point. You know, like, why, can't we just like, I get, I get that there's so much about it and the way that we were raised that was wrong or, or, or you know, I don't well, know. Come on, how what do a twelve-year-old wants to go to church? I, well, come on, yeah. You have to be you have to be a certain type of weirdo, yeah, to be twelve years old and want to spend a morning in church, yeah, three solid hours in church <laughs> when you could be doing other things, yeah, like sleeping in or yeah. watching cartoons, yeah, or, or discovering what masturbation is. Okay, <laughs> you're twelve. The doors are uh, limitless options for a Sunday morning. That's right. No, no child wants to, wants to have to get up in their uncomfortable clothes and. And go be bored in a church pew. Yeah. No child wants to do this. So yeah, it's traumatic. Quote unquote. But yeah. is it really trauma? No, it's just something you didn't want to do when you were a kid, like the dishes or mo- cut the grass. Well, I think it's. I think that th- th- from what I've seen, the mindset is more that it's it's the from the ground up the idea of teaching people that they are somehow flawed to begin with. Yeah. Well, I mean. I, no, yeah, because no, it, yeah, it's totally the culture yeah. that is so flawed. <clears throat> it's the it's the culture that makes us flawed. It's the culture that oppresses us. It's the culture uh, that it's it's our environment that makes us bad, not us. Okay, well, guess what, bitch? The environment is made up of seven billion of us. We are the ones who make it bad. Yeah, like it. We make it bad. You are no matter who you are, you are guilty. You are part of the problem. You are part of the reason why things are so so shit everywhere. You are. Yeah. Simply by your existence you are. You're adding negativity to the world in some form. No matter how you cut it up, no matter where you are. Yeah. And we can we can get into this perhaps uh more at a later date too, but yeah. Anyways, I don't know. It's the idea that in life that nothing can ever be my fault. Can't yeah. be my fault. Thanks for listening, everybody out there. This has been Frank Underwood. Your president.
This has been a production of Tripod Broadcasting.